That's right. Of course, Luis is a missionary from our church. Help me, Douglas. Missionary from our church who's in uh, South America. That's where he's at. Yeah. And well, actually, we sent him out a couple years ago from our church, and uh, he'd be all right. Let's get it fired back up. He's all worried. You know, preachers get worried when they can't get their notes. I can promise you that. I'll tell you a story right quick while he's trying to do it. There was a guy who went out with Arthur Burke, and he, somebody stole his Bible. And he told Arthur, he said, Arthur, you know, somebody stole my Bible, and I have all my preaching notes in my Bible. And Arthur said, well, he said, and then the guy said, I guess I'm just going to have to, have to trust the Lord. And Arthur said, tis a pity, isn't it? <laughs> That's Arthur Burt. So that's what he is. It came back. He trusted the Lord. Amen. So we want to, what we're going to do, Luis is going to share some, and then we're going to, then he'll, we'll be ministering to people at the end of the service today, praying for people. And we had a great earlier service. The Lord really moved. So. Thanks, Brian. <clears throat> I really feel we need to. You know, watching that video, I really feel we need to begin to cry out to God that He will have mercy on this country. And um, I was telling earlier, earlier this morning that when my grandmother and I heard that some of the Nazis have moved to Argentina seeking protection from, you know, from the government and being pr prosecuted by the law, uh, they lived in Argentina for many years and nobody did anything. And when we heard that, and they finally got caught. The law got caught with them. We, we wept over that. We really just, thank you. We cried because it was something terrible, you know. And um, so we really need to get with intercession. We really need to get before the throne of God that he will stop this, that he will put an end to abortion in this country. Um, <clears throat> and I want to say um, that Nova and I are going back to Argentina on the 24th, of this month and we want to thank everybody who you know have us over and I, I, I'm so glad to be able to meet some of you and pray for some of you during this this month um, I feel like I've been stuffed like a turkey during the Christmas season and I put some pounds back and I feel like my pants is you know I bought this pants when I came now they're tied on me I should have you know bought them bigger maybe but um, the other thing is that um I just really want to thank you guys for that and for allowing us to come. Some of you helped with the four low and for that, with our tickets and, and just thank you. It really blessed us. My kids been blessed. We've been able to go to the mall and spend money and Nova keeps telling me she keeps finding clothes and, and on sale and I, I said, really? She said, yeah, they're on sale. Well, I gave you $100 so you should have 50 back for me. No, they were on sale so I bought 10 pairs of shirts. Okay, well, you know, that's how they think they're on sale, so nobody thinks they're on sale, and I think, well, that means I'm going to get some money back, but I didn't get anything back. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I need to get over that and just get prayed for that. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm, let's go to the message. Um, I really feel, Kathy's laughing about it. She, she, I don't know, maybe Nova learned that from her mama, I don't know. Uh, just as, I mean, Jim kept saying, I warn you, I warn you, you know. But supernatural mission is the theme of my message today. And I really feel that the Lord's been speaking to me about this, and I've been seeing it slowly taking place 
in the church. And there's three things, three main points I want to share uh, with this is that the old paradigm is changing and it's getting replaced by a new paradigm, the marketplace and missions, and also how to release the supernatural into the natural. You know, I realize we no longer can have missions done in the old ways. We need new ways. We need we need God's ways to do missions, you know. We need the supernatural to break through and break forth in missions. It's no longer, you know, it's not going to be accomplished by the efforts of, of men. But it's going to have to be got done God's way. And I don't want it all the ways, truly, because it, it doesn't work. So I want to read this. Uh, Matthew 6, 33. Um, what did I do with my Bible? I think it, no, I think it's right there. Could you pass me to me? Where Jesus is talking to the disciples about seeking the kingdom and not be worried about what they're going to dress, what they're going to eat. And that's something that's very real in the mind of a missionary, uh, especially like me who have three daughters and, and another one on the way. It's something, you know, you think about it, but you don't want to think about it. <laughs> and we sometimes struggle with that. <clears throat> it's in Matthew 6:33, and it says, "I have this message Bible, and I really like the way it says here. It says, "Steep your life in God's reality. God, God initiative, God provisions. I love that. Don't worry about missing out. You will find all your everyday human concerns will be met." <laughs> Amen to that. So, um, I really, I really see this taking place. When you focus on the kingdom of God, that's what you see taking place. Is that you see that reality coming in. You see God's reality. God's initiating something and then God's provision. And you don't have to work a thing. I mean, you have to share. You have to go and do all that. But as you go in His name, doing what He already told you to do, you will see this paradigm. You know, you will see His kingdom come. So, normally, missionaries are known in Argentina because, and I heard and so many times, guys, they're just coming, you know, to beg. They they're sometimes look down, they feel, I felt that. I feel that thing that it makes you feel you are a beggar. You really, it's like you don't have a place. You really, mission is like for people that, well, you know, uh, really they're not in ministry. That's how many missionaries have seen are seeing in Argentina, and I was in a pastor's meeting when they they were talking about missionary who needed who needed a bike to be able to go to places and preach the gospel, and they were saying, you know, a bike. I mean, why would you need a bike? I mean, don't can't you not walk? And you know, and this pastor was were criticizing criticizing this missionary for for asking for that, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm hearing this from their mouth. I mean, they are sustained the same way their mission is. Missionary is sustained in the mission field. I, you know, I wanted to really get in a fight with them, but I didn't do that. And um, and so I, we began to pray with Noah for more of God to come in our midst. And uh, 
um, I see the old paradigm being replaced because I see the missionaries are understanding finally that they're not beggars. See, because we believe this stuff is what we actually comes out of us, so we go like beggars into churches. Please support this project. Please help us to reach the nations. And it's different when you go with an attitude of a sonship in you, and you go into church, and you're not going to seek their provision from them, but you're going to find the kingdom of God and say, Lord, release everything that you have for this church and use me so that your kingdom may come and I can see miracles taking place, signs and wonders taking place, and I'm not concentrating oh gosh, please let him know I need this, let him know I need that, let him know, you know, it's totally a different mindset, and I'm telling you it releases you from the burden of asking, you no longer feel like I gotta go to this place, God help me find a new way for asking for, you know, to ask for money you begin to watch God move and then, you know, people feel drawn to His presence, not to you, but to Him. And so that's what, what I, you know, I want to see more of that. And I, what I want to share, two examples with you, is that when me and Jim went to Portland, I struggle about going to Portland, and there's a church there that's been, you know, uh, they went to Argentina, and um, they really believe in the ministry, and they, they're trying to reach out to the poor. And, and so they invited us to go, to go over there. It's a long trip, and we went with Jim. I struggled. I was like, I don't want to go Lord I don't want to go I don't want to go and be seen as like here come again you know he's in need he needs money and all this stuff well we went we got there we started ministering uh, on Saturday and we were praying for people pretty much all day Saturday didn't, didn't we Jim and then I was tired but during that time the pastor comes in and he asked me about my car and I said, well, finally gave up the ghost, Pastor. You know, and I'm glad for that because I can't take that car anymore. But, you know, he was like, well, are you going to try to resurrect that car? Because he loves old cars. And I said, I, I don't think so. I don't know if he, my wife is going to let me because she, she doesn't like that much. So, and he said, well, okay. And we didn't talk about it anymore. So we went on the next day, which is Sunday, and we ministered on Sunday. And I got so frustrated because I didn't see the Lord doing much. And I got sick over that. In fact, I was feeling sick, so sick that I had to ask Jim to sit in the back of the car and let me sit in the front because I feel like throwing up. And the only thing I saw happen, it was a man getting healed from his leg, from the pain on his leg, and then a little boy that I prayed for and he got healed. I feel, Lord, that's no better than an Advil. I want to see more of the kingdom in this place. I feel like an aspirin already, you know. But that, I know you can use me to see greater stuff than this. I mean, praise you for that pain going away, but I want more of you into this meeting. So I went back to, with, uh, to the house, and we were praying, and I was washing my teeth, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, Luis, you're putting your expectation, you're basing your expectation on your past experiences, and you are going to set yourself, yourself to fail. And I said, okay, Lord, I don't care what you do today. I'm just going to go with my, a mindset saying, use me. Or anything. If you want to just heal, that's all right. You can heal. If you want to just come on me and have a word of knowledge for somebody or prophetic, that's fine. Do that. But it's up to you. I'm no longer, I mean, I'm not saying I was not looking for the supernatural. But I stopped basing my expectation from what I saw in Argentina. See, I was expecting the same thing I saw down there. So I was like, see, I was setting up myself for failure. So then uh, we started a meeting at night. And all of a sudden, this girl comes forward. And she comes forward, and I said, what are you here for? Half of the meeting 
had gone by and she said well I came forward because this woman brought me I said you have any need she said well you know I said well let's just pray and we began praying for her and now all of a sudden I, I feel this weighty thing that came on both of us more on her and she started getting dizzy I said you feeling you feeling something she said I'm dizzy I don't know what's going on with me and I said well that's the Holy Spirit ministering to you right now and I said all of a sudden I feel this question just pop in my head do you have any pain? She said, yes, actually, I do. I have a tremendous pain right now, uh, right here on my, what was it? Heel spurts. Heel, not heel, heel spurts. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> so she was standing there, and I said, okay, well, I didn't even pay attention. I feel the Lord saying to me, don't concentrate on that. Just keep praying. I'm doing something in her. And so I was just praying for her, and all of a sudden she said, Stop, my pain is gone. I said, What do you mean? She said, It's gone. I said, Well, give it a couple steps. And she walked forward two, four steps, and she said, I'm healed. And she started walking back to the church to where she was sitting at, and, and she just was, her eyes were full of tears, and she was crying and shaking. The power of God was so strong on her. She was shaking. And she, uh, and she said, Um, um, I heard the pastor say, you know what? She just came to the Lord about six months ago. She was a drug addict. And now the Lord just showing her that he is powerful to heal her. And so that was really good. And, and so I ran to the front of the platform. The pastor was playing. He came forward and he started playing the song, an old song. And um, I said, Pastor, just keep playing. And I said, the Lord just healed somebody in this room. And I don't know if you noticed that or not, but he is here to heal people. See, at that point, me and Jim were struggling. We just were praying for half an hour. Nothing happened. But something broke loose that the glory of God came in the room. And I started running and praying for the same people. But instead of praying 15, 20, half an hour, five minutes, two minutes, prayer, boom. The power of God was hitting them so hard. I got a woman that came around and I said, I already prayed for you. And she came out. I said, what's your problem? And she said, my spinal cord is so messed up. I'm in a lot, in a lot of pain. I've been in a car accident and I can't stand it. And so I, I said, I see this, this wire being plugged. This is, this is the power of God coming right on you right now. And she started shaking so violently. She fell back a peck. I grabbed her hand, put it back up again. I said, how do you feel? She said, the pain is gone. I feel so much better. You know, and she was shaking back to her chair. People were getting healed left and right. It was a glorious night. It was awesome. The same thing happened with another guy, Gardo, who's actually now in the mountains serving the Lord as a missionary. He left two weeks ago, and he's, he said, Luis, I went to this church I didn't want to look for support, but I went there because the pastor invited me to come and share about my vision, to go in the mountains of Salta, where there are many people that don't know Christ. So he said, but I went to this church, and after the worship meeting, I said, is anybody here that has a, who wants to be healed? And this woman come forth. It's a woman with a lot of pain, lost half of her uh, sight because of the blood, high blood pressure, and she comes forward. The guard lays hands on her. She fills down. The Holy Spirit just came on her so powerfully. About ten minutes later, he, Agarlo picks her up again. She was completely healed. And she, she, Agarlo said, okay, put your hands on the other side and try to tell me what it says over there on the wall. And she could, in the, on the wall. And she said, 
she just repeated everything. She was able to see perfectly, 20-20 vision. And after that, the pastor said, we're going to support this man. See, he wasn't looking for money. He was looking for the kingdom. And when the kingdom came, provision came along that. And so that's what we want to see more and more uh, taking place. I'm praying that God will begin to heal, heal his people more and more. Um, I had a vision. I didn't say this. It just came. Byron told me to flash everything out from my mind, so I did. I think there's something new coming on right now. I saw this. <clears throat> I was in my room praying, and the Lord was dealing with this feeling of feeling bigger. And I, all of a sudden, I saw this, this, this vision where I saw him coming, and he was standing before me. And he said, Luis, why do you look yourself like that? Why are you looking to yourself like that? I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, I see you different. Can you see that? I said, no, I can't. I see, he said, I see you as a warrior, as a, a general in my army. And I, I give you this sword, and I commission you to go and do the things of the kingdom. And why are you looking to yourself like this? All down and looking inward like a loser. I said, you're a conqueror. You're a champion. So get up from the floor and begin to walk in what I have already designed you and called you to walk forth. And at that moment, I'm telling you, that, that grief thing, ugly insecurity stuff, and just began to melt away. When I looked at him, that's that. When I stopped looking to myself and all my failures and the things I wasn't doing right and the things that I still like, it just went away and one of the things that went away with that was disappointment from the past. There's a lot of people with disappointment. They walk around with disappointment, with fear from the past. And every time they try to step into what God is calling this ugly thing, just raise their head up and say, What are you trying to do? Don't you realize you fell in the past? You're going to fail again. But I'm telling you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. That's, that's the fear that has gripped many Christians and stopped them from walking in what God's calling them. And so this is taking me to the next thing, the next point, which is the marketplace and mission. And this is what I'm, I see the Lord shifting, if it's not sharing the way between the church, the church and the marketplace. I think the marketplace people are going to be key to launch missionaries into the mission field. They're not just helping money-wise. You know, I've been praying, God, don't, I don't want to see business people because I was one before I went, you know, I was singular and worked and tried to raise my own landscape business. So I, I understand the feeling. And I said, Lord, I don't want to see them and just see dollars. I want to see purpose. I want to be able to help them. I want to be able to bless them and raise them up and empower them. And at the same time, I want them to see, I want them to see that they are key for this revival. They're not just here, you know, they, they can't just be done by the church. We need the marketplace people. And so um, what I saw is, is that, you know, we, me and Nova have been praying a lot because we saw so many down there, so many missionaries stuck. In fact, they don't even want to say anything to the churches. They don't even want to say it to the pastor because they are so afraid. They're never, it's like they, they have this fear in them where it's like, when I go to the church, they say, you know, I have a call to go to China. I say, how long have you been having this call? Well, for about 10 years. What are you doing about it? Nothing. Have you talked to you about it? No. They're afraid. There's this thing that needs to be break off from people. 
So, and I think the marketplace people are going to help us to see this come to pass. And so, I want to read this Luke 4.14 real quick. It says, Jesus returned to Galilee, powerful in the spirit, news that he was back spread throughout the countryside. And then in, in, in another version says that he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit, and news about him spread out on the countryside. Now, can you imagine yourself as a marketplace people being empowered this way and going out, and news begin to spread about you? Because you no longer do the things that you used to do in business where you just look and use some principles that the world used to do business. But you begin to use principles, kingdom principles. And you're so full of the Holy Spirit that when people get stuck in a situation, you come in, they go and get you because they know you're going to have an answer. That's pretty good. Now, Daniel, what happened with him? They went and got Daniel because they know this men hear from God and he has dreams and visions and we need help. And so I'm encouraging you right now, if you're a businessman or if you're a teacher or uh, whatever you do in the marketplace, rise up. You have a calling. And this is the, the neat thing. It's not only that God is going to use you to bring in the wealth, but God is going to use you to empower the missionaries to go out. And what, in what sense? How? This is the way you're going to do it. The same success you have had in, in the business, you're going to teach them how to be successful in the mission field. We have people, I have this man named Scott and Lisa, who've been, they struggled with, they couldn't feed their kids. They were looking for something. And I talked to them on the, on the phone last week, and they said, Louise, we, we, I feel like we're on the verge, on the cutting edge of something that God is doing on the earth. And he said, I have a, uh, people that offer me to sign a contract to build 100 websites and another one later on for 400, to build 400 websites. And he said, my vision is not just to do that, but it's to teach the missionaries how they can build websites and they can do it. They can do this from anywhere in the world and support themselves. Or, you know, if sometimes there's a, there's a tremendous lack. Not only support themselves, but they help others, you know, and release others. And he said, all they have to do is spend three hours on the Internet, every, you know, once in a while. And I was like, are you serious? And he said, yeah. And, and, and Lisa said to me, you know, Luis, we just met with a, we're going to meet with a business guy who gave a million, I mean, who's a millionaire, who gave $20,000 to one of our, our friends who is a missionary. And he said this to her, you're going to use this money to invest. I'm giving you this money. I'm empowering you with this money. And he taught her how to put that money in the, I don't know, an investment, I guess. And now she's withdrawing $400 a month for the rest of her, of her life. And see, that just, she said, with that, I was able to complete what I was lacking. And see, there is this thing when you can't, it's like every time you come to a point, and me and Noah have cried out to God, Lord, how in the world are we going to see 50 missionaries going out? I mean, you can go around churches to a certain stand. And they may help you. They may raise the funds. But there, there's going to be a point when I say, please don't send me any more of your candidates. We can take it. You know, so we need a new paradigm. And God is raising this paradigm. 
Because in order to have supernatural missions, you need supernatural provision. Not, it's not the other way around. So, um, so get ready, business people, because God is merging you with mission, and we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing some some just really good stuff coming. This, you know, and that's you know, and, and, and by doing that, you're gonna reach your potential. Because it's an awesome thing to give. Better to give than receive. You know, I've seen people when I've I've been able to with with our support, I've been able to give a times job for seven masons with with what we get with Nova, and we struggle financially, but still supernaturally, the Lord we just have decided to plug ourselves into His provision and never lied. There's always enough, and I and I don't want to leave it all away because it's so exciting. Right when you get to a point, to a breaking point, boom, something happened. And you see the miraculous taking place again. Amen. So I want to go on the third point, um, which is how the supernatural is released into the natural. My tongue is getting dry again. We must have and look for dynamis. Is that how you say dynamis? Dynamis? Close enough. Ability, which means to be clothed with God's ability. We need an encounter with God. We need this power. We need His ability. We can't do it otherwise. Jesus told His disciples, Go and wait until the Holy Spirit comes on you. Then you can walk in that power. They were with Him. They saw miracles. They fellowship with Jesus. They saw Him deliver demons. But he still told them, you need this power. Just like I did on this earth. It's going to come on you. And when it does, you're going to become an effective witness of the kingdom of God. And that's what we need. We need to be with Jesus until grab a hold of him like Jacob did. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And that's why me and Noah have been crying. God, I'm not going to let you go until I see people who came in wheelchairs into this place walking out of here. I'm excited. I'm looking forward for that stuff. I want more of that. Because then, when you have unbelievers, and they see that, there's no doubt. There's a God in heaven. You know? And so, <clears throat> I want to encourage you. And this is what I, I was saying earlier. I think there's, there's a, we've been spending a lot of time playing defense trying to keep ourselves from falling. When the Bible said He is able to keep you from falling. And we've been trying to keep ourselves from falling, doing the job instead of concentrating, okay, Lord, what, Daddy, what do you have for me today? What can I do today, Lord, that will bring your kingdom on this earth? Use me, Father. I don't want to be concentrated on me just like I saw myself in that vision. Concentrate, praying hours. Lord, deliver me. Wrestling with my sins. Wrestle. I mean, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to set you free. And when He comes, He does a good job. You don't have to go back and deal with it no more. That's a good thing. Because when He comes, He just deals with it. But when you do it, you're going to be there. You need God. We need God's ability. We need His ability. And so... Just the same way. See, I dealt with, with insecurity for months. And I was, wasn't able to get rid of this thing. Until one day he came into the room. And that was it. That was it. 
and I feel consumed. You know, we spend a lot of time defending instead of playing to win. That's a huge difference. See, if, if the enemy can keep you defending your territory, then you lost already. I was saying, can you imagine the Panthers going into the game saying, we got to play defense today, you know. Because, you know, they might come and win. But it's a different story if they say, we are going there to win. We are going to take them down. See, it's a t- totally different. And see, the enemy is afraid of people like that. He's terrified. Because he knows, he knows that they can, they're not afraid of giving their life to Jesus in any circumstances. He is terrified of people who are not concerned what others think about them. You know, they're not afraid. Oh my gosh, I may fail again. Come on, let's raise up and deal with these fears and this insecurity and these expectations of men that come on us and they are keeping us down. You know, there's a lot of expectations of men that comes on us. We need the supernatural. I didn't realize how, you know, this stuff with expectation of men. I didn't realize how, how I was doing even in small things. I was looking to please men unconsciously until the Lord began to show me. Here, Luis. I said, Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me to replace your power for a, for a policing, you know, for a religion to please men. I, I, I don't want that in my life anymore. I want to get under the umbrella of the anointing, not the umbrella of expectation of men. So whatever your parents, whatever people have placed on your life, get rid of that. Tell the Lord, get, break the yoke that men has placed on me. In the name of Jesus. So, um, let me read this to you quickly. <clears throat> so th- this is what I feel the Lord given to, uh, you know he gave me this yesterday the problem is that your enemy doesn't want you to know who you really are if he knew who you really are in him he'll be in trouble because no power in hell or earth will deter you from doing his will we really see ourselves how we really are when we looked at him not in words or to ourselves there's a lot of people in the church that have grown passionless. They lost their passion somewhere. They, you know, I used to be one of them. I used to come to church so tired, you know, just tired. They know why. I was doing the things I feel God was calling me to do, but I was tired. lost my passion and the way. And I feel God wants to kindle that today again. He wants to start fire on you. Because if you lose passion, you walk by inertia. All the time you're serving the Lord, or you feel like you're serving, but you hate what you're doing, really. God wants friends, not servants. It's good to be a servant at the beginning, but then He wants to bring you into fellowship so that you may know what your friend wants. That's a different ballgame right there. You serve the Lord because you love Him, not because it's with the whip behind you. Just, come on, son, do what I'm telling you to do. You say, Lord, I love this. I want to do it. You know, I'm seeking for you. So if that's you, I'd like to pray for you today. Because I want people to be ignited with the passion. You know, we need to have that readiness in our heart. We need that passion to return in us. That we will go to the throne and seek God until He comes and break through whatever it is to be break through in our lives. 
And I'm up while finishing here. Another thing I've seen is that a concern in Argentina, most than anything, is uh, I was telling earlier, is a concern with the character. And I've seen people taking the job of the Holy Spirit, and I've seen myself doing that to myself, like I was saying earlier. I'm so, you know, because it's like, well, you don't have character. The fruit, son, the fruit, you got to watch the fruit. You can be doing miracles, but the fruit, you know. But I'm telling you, if you have passion, your passion that you have for Jesus will drive you to the throne. And with the passion will come power. See, it's not the other way around. I tell my candidates, we need God's power. If all you come here is to get information, well, you know, I'm just telling you, go home. If we, what we give you is not revelation taking you to transformation and really experiencing what we are teaching you, then go home. We don't want you here. I don't want to be here for that. So what we've done is we have opened, here's our mission base down there, for the Holy Spirit to come and heal people. And the job is done in no time. At the beginning, me and Noah were struggling for hours trying to deliver people, praying for them. We still do that. But we have taken in a different mentality now. Saying, God, we want your kingdom. Because when it does, it's like the testimony in Portland. You do it so much better. People get delivered and they're delivered and set free forever. But when you do it, you have to go back to the same mission. You may help. I'm all for, I'm all for counseling. Believe me, and we still do it. But we have opened our teaching classes to the Holy Spirit to come. And when he does, I'll be teaching. He said, Luis, stop right now. I want to come in. I said, okay, Lord, I'll just move out of the way. And, you know, they're expecting me to do something because sometimes the people, they're so used to, to look at the past. Okay, what's he going to do next? But we are equipping people to take the kingdom. I'm not equipping, you know, just, just uh, people full of information. We're equipping and making disciples. Disciples know what their father wants. Disciples are not robots. They have a will. They know what their father wants. And so that's what we do. We open the mission. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit comes. I've seen a girl named Carmen. Not a girl anymore. It's a woman. Who was so beat up. Her daddy was, a, was in the occult. Witchcraft. She was so hurt. She's been in church forever. Never walked in the fullness of God for her. But in the meetings, in the classroom, the Holy Spirit will come on her in the path. And all of a sudden, she will begin to whip and just fall under the presence of God. And God will begin to heal her. It was so awesome to see this greedy person turn into the most generous person I know there with the candidates. And now she's running, trying to give. See, she's walking in her potential. She's walking in her fullness. Something happened that broke the light and the power that was on her that was keeping her down. There's so many people walking around with lies. And God is ready to set you free. And it's not your job to set yourself free. It's His job. So we need to cry out to God today. Give me the passion, Lord. I can't keep living a Christianity with no power and no presence. You see, all I'm getting is just information. I'm telling you, we need God. We need Him to come and just heal our hearts and set us free. And as, you be, as the Lord sets you free, you go and set others free. But how can you free others if you're so bound? You're not going to be able to see or even understand when He's moving in the room. 
when, when God moves in the room, some people are so dual to His presence. And I was saying earlier, the demon-possessed people shout, Here's the Son of Man! What are you doing here coming so early to torment us? Be quiet and get out! But the Pharisees who studied the Bible, who were there waiting for the Messiah, didn't recognize His coming. The same happened with a the woman. They had their divination spirit on her. She saw Paul and she said, Here is the man of God. And followed them for a couple of days until he cast out the demon out. Man. The world needs to see Christ in you. Not condemnation or guilt. They have that. They know they are condemned. But when they see him, like Peter saw him in the boat and saw a miracle, he fell on his knee and he cried out and said, Get away from me, Jesus. I'm a sinner. Nobody taught him anything. Jesus didn't rebuke him for his sins. He just fell in the boat and repented. He filled Jesus again, yet Jesus sent him out and commissioned him as part of the twelve. And on him, the church is built. The rock. So how do you see yourself this morning? Let the Holy Spirit just come on you right now and begin to give you a new vision of who you really are in the Lord. That's my prayer. Because if you understand that, I'm, I'm telling you, God didn't give you the dunamis power so that you just deal with sin in your life. He gave you that power so that you become an effective witness for Him. He did. And you better believe it because it's right there. And you can have it. That's the most amazing thing. Is that we can walk like Jesus. My prayer is, Lord, melt my heart until it becomes like the heart of Jesus. Because when I look at myself, I get disappointed really easy. Because I'm like, Lord, help me. But when I look at Him, man, my heart melts. And all I want is just to be like Him. To walk like Him, to run like Him, and to pray for people with the same passion and compassion that He did on this earth when He was here. And He is here through us now. Amen. I feel like just a moment ago while Luis was talking, I felt the Holy Spirit really come. And uh, just me, you know, just like a fresh breath of fresh air into my inner man. So I just want us to take this moment right now. Let's just be still. And ask the Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now as you have been testified to today, Lord, of your your mercy and grace and power. Just right now, just we just want to release you upon the people sitting in this room. Just, just come and touch their hearts, their minds, Lord. Just.